Welcome everyone. We're about to begin Bezas Hashem BPM number 23. That's Bayez Panimi, uh, uh, Shear for Men, Shear number 23. We started talking last year about guidance on how to know your wife, understand your wife, love your wife, how husbands tend to drive their wives away and how to reverse that trend. We talked about um, the unhealthy aspects of having unrealistic expectations. We talked about the importance of acknowledging that we had very limited training in how to be a good husband and how to interact and our communication skills. And we need to develop those skills. We also understand how we have to need to understand and not be ignorant anymore about the differences between men and women. And ultimately that will help greatly in understanding your wife. We talked last time about mental and emotional differences. We also talked about physical differences. We started to talk about sexual differences. And um, one of those things regarding the, the, the sexual aspects and the emotional aspects are, is that one of the basic differences between men and women, it surfaces after the wedding, and it's a source of conflict in marriages, in the fact that women have just simply a greater intuitive awareness generally on how to develop a loving relationship. Because of that sensitivity, she's more considerate of his feelings generally, enthusiastic about developing a meaning, meaningful multi-level relationship. So she's building something that's beyond simply the physical marital aspects. He want, she wants that too, to be a lover, so to speak, to be physically intimate. But she also wants him to be her best friend, a fan of his, a fan of hers, a homemaker for her for, for him or or a provider partially if that's the matziv, and appreci- and an appreciated wife. She wants to be appreciated. The man in general does not have all those instinctive awarenesses of what a relationship should be. He doesn't know naturally often how to encourage his wife, how to love his wife, how to treat her in a way that would meet her deepest needs. But you shouldn't say, I can't do it. You have you could develop the skills and knowledge to indeed love your wife and treat her in ways that do deep meet her deepest needs. And you it's it's biyadcha. You can do it. You need training, certain work, vulnerability to be brave, but you can do it. But initially, before learning it, since he does not have that understanding yet of those vital areas through his intuition, so he relies solely on his technical knowledge, his technical skills that he may have acquired before marriage. But again, there was no training program of how to be a husband. And I said this several times now, and I'm going to say it again, and somehow in the Kehillah, it has to be emphasized. The Tikkun Amidais that's required all through Chinuch, but especially from high school on, and Shalom Bayis concepts from high school on, from ninth grade on, and then as a Hassan Kala teacher to do it properly. And then after marriage, three to six months after marriage, to discuss a lot about the physical intimacy and emotional intimacy and all the guidelines and helpful tips and all of that. We enter marriage and we have very little genuine understanding. That doesn't mean necessarily, by the way, that I'm saying here that men are more selfish than women. It's a two-way street. Human nature goes both ways. 
But the truth is, at the outset of marriage, most men, most husbands, are not equipped in expressing unselfish love to nurture a marriage as well as women have that. It's just, it's sort of simple. It's, and also, they do have a certain in- intuition. Chazal say they recognize guests more, they have a certain gut feeling. There's many, many cases where a husband was planning to invest $50,000 into a business opportunity that seemed to be a sure thing, analyzed it from every angle, and tells his wife about the details. She feels uneasy. The husband senses her uneasiness, becomes a little upset at her. Why do you feel that way? And she can't give a logical explanation. She just feels it doesn't sit right with me. The husband, even though she was initially upset at her for like blowing his his great idea out of the water and not giving a clear explanation, he gave in, he sent something that maybe she's onto something. He gave in, went back to the other party, asked for a refund. They said he's crazy, but he returned all the guy's money, the 50000 Short time later, all the organizers and investors were indicted by the federal government. So his wife's intuition not only saved him from the $50,000 he would have lost, but kept him out of jail. What is this woman's intuition? It's not something mystical. There is a certain thing, Apiteva, that Hashem put in them, Bina Yaseira of some sort, that they catch these subliminal messages faster and more accurately than men do. It's, it's based on an unconscious mental process that many women don't even can't even explain. I just know. I just know or I just feel it. They perceive something in a situation or in a person and that a man can't see because he's following his strength, which is his logic. So obviously sometimes, by the way, this was an example, but sometimes when a husband knows, feels something's right, husband ha- and the wife has a tuition, intuition and he still feels maybe she may not be incorrect in her intuition, there's nothing wrong with going to a rough together or discussing with a third party. you know. So it's not always like the story I just said. But very often you do have to sort of, as a husband, be quote-unquote chayshish, that there's some substance to what your wife is saying when she feels a certain way, even if she can't explain exactly why she feels that way. That just to take it, not to necessarily always have to listen to that, but to take it in a serious way, at least to investigate it further. And we need to emphasize, us men, how it's biyodenu, it is in our hands to create a good marriage. We do not have to have a poor marriage. Even if we feel our wives are misbehaving or doesn't get, don't get it or they have their own issues that are not resolvable. But if we work on our own, we can do wonders in creating a better marriage. Generally speaking, women, a woman, a wife does desire love from her husband. And when there's a poor marriage, when a, hus- when, a wa- when a husband is not treating his wife well, it could cause a woman to develop some serious physical ailments or mental issues, emotional issues, depression, overweightness, coming down with viruses, and things like that. What's very, very interesting is, is and, 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 and there was sort of sensed, I think either Ben Shasin Schaefer or others said this, where uh, in Kailo, the wife, husband was in Kailo, and he was going to all three Siddharam. He started after Shanari Shine a little bit, going to night Seder often now. And his wife at nights often felt ill with headaches and not feeling well laying down. And he had to take care of her over there sometimes and be Mavato the night Seder sometimes. But he used to go anyway to Seder normally. 
but he she was constantly getting these 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 illnesses at night not feeling well and him having to come home and when this was told i'm not sure if it was ben Schaefer or another marriage counselor of some sort they said basically as you're trying you don't understand her cues not necessarily it's not a matter of her pretending even if she's not pretending and she really has that headache really not feeling well but the deep seated cause behind it is the wife feels lonely and feels I need my husband here and he has to sense it then he has to make those adjustments learn at home figure out a way you know because that's your wife's emotional need but you see how when that's neglected it could create a certain not feeling well or a nervousness and things like that also when a husband mistreats his wife their their marital intimacy physical life will suffer and you know he'll end up going into bad places and you cannot blame your wife for this we told this many many times it's the chrayis on the men and a husband's lack of love and appreciation and respect for his husband for his wife can drastically affect your children you think you're being a good father by pinching them on the cheek and showering them with love and spending time and that's all beautiful you should reading to them you know, and to listening to them, and you're doing all those wonderful things for your children, but if you treat your wife, their mother, with disrespect and a lack of love and a lack of consideration, no matter how much you shower on them individually, father to son, father to daughter, your children will suffer, and probably will suffer physically, mentally, as a result of the poor marriage if you don't work on it. Rebellious children are likely to be found more in a home where a man does not know how to lovingly support his wife. And again, this is a complicated issue. I'm not saying that every child's problem is because of a parent or because of the relationship between that parent. But there is, there's no question, there's no denying that there is a parallel. There is some sort of parallel where your better behaviors influence better behaviors. That's just simply common sense. And because children model themselves after their parents, their future marriages are in danger of suffering the same negative patterns that they witness in their mar- in parents' marriage. So when you are not being the ideal husband you can be to your wife, you are imparting on your children to see those patterns, and they may have those same negative patterns as they grow up towards their own wives or their own husbands. Therefore, you have to realize again that the greatest gift you can give to your children, besides the wonderful thing you're doing that you're learning with them or reading with them and giving them, showering them with kindness and love, is the way you treat your wife, their mother. That is really the, one of the greatest gifts you could give, give them. And again, it creates a certain ability to become, go beyond yourself and to be a whole complete Adam Shalom, be a whole complete human being. And again, it's a hard change for all of us to become better husbands. And we cannot force, I cannot force you. We cannot force ourselves. I cannot force myself. No one can be a perfect husband. That doesn't exist. There's no such thing as a perfect husband. You can't expect that. We're not telling you to expect a perfect wife and to realize she has flaws. So it goes both ways. We have to be fair. We're not expected to be perfect. But we need to learn how to love our wives more effectively, more consistently. And it may be like learning to walk. It may be like learning to bike when you have a bike before, learning to swim when you you have not learned how to swim yet. Yes, no matter how many 
years you may be married. It may be like learning to walk. It's a skill that if you didn't, it's underdeveloped. You have to start developing it. And it'll take time. But you reach your goals consistently and lovingly day in and day out. You learn to make progress. You'll gain confidence in this. And once you gain confidence in this, you will have a, a marriage that you never thought was possible. You will become a husband that you never thought was possible to become such a wonderful husband. And it will only benefit you. You think it will just benefit your wife when you become a better husband. You will be rewarded ten times over. And the key to a secret to have a fulfilling, loving marriage, hard work, persistence. We said Tvila beforehand, of course. But you need that hard work and persistence. Sometimes when you're in an argument with your wife, you want to just give up. Because that's how you feel. When you're tired, you run down, and there's a lot of stress. The future will look bleak. You'll say, what do I have to look forward to? This marriage is stinks, quote, frankly. But that's when you don't rely on feelings. You rely on the knowledge, the skills that you learned or you're going to learn. The, and you act upon what will strengthen the relationship. Don't base it on your feelings. I feel it's going terrible now. So what that I feel it's going terrible now? I will strengthen my relationship with tools that do work, and I'm going to start working on it. And you usually, if you start using those skills, you'll feel better right away or the next day, and you'll have a renewed desire to work on your marriage again. You never give up, no matter how you feel. I'm also big with feelings and emotions, but in this case, you don't base your decisions on loving your wife on feelings and emotions. If you are the one who gains the most when you want to have a loving relationship with your wife. You think that by you becoming a better husband and having a loving relationship with your wife, that the only one it will really benefit is your wife. She'll be the benefit of all that good, that kindness, that love, that care, while you're left in the dark. It's an erroneous thought. It's a not a true thought. You, husband, are the one who gains the most when you strive to have that loving relationship with your wife. Very often many wives tell husbands, these counselors relate, that they say, you treat me well. The wife is begging the husband, telling the husband, you treat me well. You, husband, will be the one who wins. My loving care motivates her. A husband's, motive, a, a husband's care motivates his wife to do extra things for him, to respond gladly to his needs and his desires. And that is a healthy that leads to Lishma, and the physical intimate aspects will also be better as a result. So it's very, very important. Another important yesayid of to do this properly is to hopefully get a trusted mentor that will help you be accountable for loving your wife, for loving your children. That the, the, these true objective friends, that you allow them the freedom to ask you how things are doing as a couple, as a family. Again, not entering. We're not talking about telling some friends here and there or create Lush and Hara and, and, and talking about personal things to other people. You pick a designated, trusted mentor. That's the person, a true objective friend, a rav, a mentor, and you let them hold you accountable. Love is a choice. It means that you're choosing to care about your relationship. And that's a very important thing to understand. It's a commitment. And now till the end of the year, 
I'm going to speak now where I need you to listen very carefully. If you have a piece of paper and pen, write these questions of what I'm writing down. And the exercise is, is really between now and next week to really think about these things, not just a yes and no answer, but explain and try to understand and figure out how to improve it. So here we go. Number one, do you make your wife feel good about herself? Write that down. Do you make your wife feel good about herself? Either it's yes or it's no, but either way, it's a question to think about. You have the ability as a husband to make your wife feel good about herself. You can help build her if you feel your wife is insecure. By you being a supportive husband, she become more secure, more self-confident. You don't think, you know, she doesn't feel attractive enough by your encouragement. Again, not manipulation, not because you're interested in the physical intimacy, but by you building her up, you look beautiful when you wear this or you wear that. You always look beautiful, but especially with this and not for your own selfish purposes, but for her to feel good about it. it she glows. She responds in kind. Her eyes sparkle based on you saying that without manipulation with just true honesty and vulnerability. Do you make your wife feel good about herself? That applies to her physical attractiveness, to her physical looks, to make her feel good about herself that way, or her emotional well-being of her spirituality and her emotions to make her feel good. I love you. You have wonderful characters. I noticed you have these milas. These are the milas that I really appreciate about you. And you build her up you build her up. I am not saying if there's a time and a place for communicating when things bother each other about their specific flaws and how to correct it. We have shiurim on it. We'll continue to have shiurim on it. And it's an important topic. But right now, what's important is, is did you make your wife feel good about herself? You have the ability to do that. Can my imponim, alponim will shower, be showered right back on you. You make her feel confident. And you, you're a good cook. You, you, you have potential with this. You have potential with that. And I love you for the way you are. And, and you did such a wonderful job on, on this. And you, you couldn't do it. And, and, and you're the, I see you're the best mother. I saw how you interacted with, with this particular child. How wonderful you are with, him, with, her, with her or with him. You tell your wife this. You feed her. You build on it. You build her confidence. You don't know. You don't realize that. Could be one of the tafkinim. You think in marriage is so many variables. One of them is this neshama was born, was put down into this world. This Your wife that you have was a soul that was put into a mother through the father and mother, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, bringing the neshama down and has unique characteristics. And part of the tafkid of bringing the shlemus and the potential out of this neshama, this soul, is you, the husband, to bring it out in her. So write that down. Do you make your wife feel good about herself? If the answer is yes, how to improve on it. Answer is no, then how to start with it. And give think about examples physically, emotionally, spiritually, how to build her confidence, self-esteem, and help her feel good about herself. Another question. Do you value the same things in your wife that you value in yourself? Or another way to put this question is, what do you value in her? Value. I value in my wife her deep commitment to Hashem 
or the way she davens, or her values in her Shabbos, her values in her Taras HaMeshbacher, her values in the way she interacts with other people, her values in which she instills in her children. And, to quest, and if your values are somewhat different, you work with each other towards it. But when you have sheared good values, that is what this question is about. Write down and think of sheared values, values that you both share. You may not be on the same page exactly on the details of how to go about expressing these values, but you talk about it. And the third one, I will be messiahing with this question, is... Does your face spontaneously break, spontaneously break into a smile when you see your wife? Very often people don't do this, but ultimately you have to train yourselves as husbands that when your wife is away and then she comes back to learn how to feel good about the fact, okay, she is here. And even if, yes, right now there's stresses, but that is really the goal, to get to a point where you could like each other's presence that you need your space, everyone needs their space, but when they're back here and they're here, that you have a good feeling about it, to develop, to want to have that good feeling about it, even if you don't have a good feeling about it now. It is so, so important. In many healthy marriages, even, let's say, in the neither period, where the husband and wife cannot be physically intimate, nevertheless, if they're in the same bedroom, he in his bed, he's already, let's say, an hour before going to bed, and they're both relaxing, he in his bed, her in her bed, He's reading a book, or she's re- he's looking into a safer. She's reading a book, and then, and then they talk, and then they communicate with each other, and they're loving each other, and they just feel good to have each other with each other. They like each other's presence. They feel and love each other. So these are just few exercises. Number one, figure out ways how to make your wife feel good about herself. Number two, focus on values that you do indeed share together, even if you may disagree on the details of it, but how you both share various values, try to find it and value it and cherish it and work together towards it. And also to learn how to smile and feel good when you see your wife, when your wife comes home or whether she comes into the room, to have a good feeling, to learn how to have a good feeling. Baruch Hashem, she's here and I appreciate her. And even with whatever flaws I may have or she may have, I love being with her. I am glad, Kodesh Baruch that you put her in my presence. Bracha and